Hey, dear listener, do you enjoy listening to us ramble incoherently about Canadian politics and history? Boy, do we have a special fucking treat for you. We've got our first ever official live show at a bar. It's at Two Crows Brewing on uh, Brunswick Street in Halifax on Sunday, May the 26th at 8 p.m. And uh, if you go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, if you look at the banner at the top, it will take you to the tickets so that you can uh, book a ticket and come and spend some quality time. It is going to be a very intimate affair. There are like only about 50 tickets available. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to drink a lot. We're going to quiz. Reese is going to quiz me at the end, but he's also going to quiz the audience and see if they know more than I do. And any alcohol you buy, Reese and I, we promise to drink it no matter how much it is. If you want to hold our hair while we barf in the plants outside of the bar, we'll do that for you. So go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, click the banner at the top, and on Sunday, May the 26th at Two Crows Brewing on Brunswick Street, we will see you there. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Dear listener, I'm sorry. Uh, this is Jesse. I rant about my time as a tourist being sold and punched and not punched. Well, punched in the arm in Italy and constantly being sold for about 10 minutes at the beginning of this episode. You can skip ahead if you don't want to hear my rant. I'm sorry in advance. Canadian politics is boring, juicy bits. Hello and welcome to Canadian Politics is Boring. This is the episode, this is the juicy bits, which is is like the normal show, but much shorter and much more reactive to the news. Oh boy. Why are you just, yeah. it's, it's like, just, I love the fact that you're in the studio all by yourself. You look so tiny. <laughs> it's like the camera's a really wide angle lens. It's just like a very lonesome. The LED lights are still turned purple from the last clients who were in the other say brand looks colors. great you look like and a, i just didn't change you look it. like it's a like, twitch streamer man it's awesome thanks I've, there are four there are three other cameras in this room and i just didn't turn them on i just turned the white on so okay uh, update update italy jesse what's going on everyone loves the italy jesse fucking hell i got a lot what to say about jesse this. Do this uh, it's driving me to drink today is the last day i have for filing my corporate taxes which is super fun and i've been spending the past hour and a half just looking for software which exists but like ugh, god i know i don't want to talk about taxes i need wine I, and then i'm going to do my taxes i'm going to tax do you know what nothing and, excites Nothing what? Nothing excites list nothing excites our listeners like talking about taxation software. That's a good point. Good. Let me let me and you drink t- some wine and I'll talk yeah, yeah. about Italy. Yeah. 
Jesse is drinking mm. a lot of wine. Um, <laughs> so he, he went to Italy mainly to he's, he's the experience he's going for this spiritual journey to Italy is mainly to go. What is it like to be a European alcoholic? Essentially, um, yes. and that's the life he's living. Yep, it's been fun. Uh, nothing yeah. but pizza and wine for days on end. Uh, yeah, I have I have thoughts on Italy. I really do, and I've been in Italy for a month and a half, over a month and a half. Naples is the worst. I can't stand the city. It's so busy, noisy, filthy, dirty. It's just and so the tourism tagline: Naples. It's the worst. It's the worst. But like, okay, I don't know what percentage of people in Italy are not from Italy are tourists, but I'm well. I'm betting that it's high. I'm willing to wager it's a high, high number because like. I've been here for a long time. Now, certain cities are different. A lot of cities are different, but like the big ones, Milan, Naples, Palermo, maybe Palermo less so. They are, they feel to me that they, they're built, their infrastructure is designed almost entirely around selling shit to tourists. And I feel like the average Italian has has been inundated with so many fucking tourists in their neighborhood that they've all developed this sort of mentality of we must be selling to tourists all the fucking time. Not only that, but they fuck with us, okay? Like, I swear to God, I'm saying Italian words correctly, okay? And they're just pretending to not understand me all the time. Il conto, the bill, il conto. They're like, what? Il conto. What? Qua? Il conto. Oh, the il conto. I'm like, yeah, what the fuck do you think? What was I saying? I was saying exactly what you just said. This happens constantly. Constantly. Do you know what? All I can think is, wow, Jesse, what a wonderful experience you're having. You're really grown as a person. <laughs> I'll be giving you an example. I went to um, a cute little island off the coast of Naples, Capri. Okay? Beautiful. Beautiful island. I had some delicious... Also the name of a great British car in the 70s. And a drink. A Ford Capri. Yeah. So I went yeah. there, this beautiful little island, um, met a, a, a gorgeous Ukrainian girl who helped give me directions. I had some delicious pizza, had a great time. Now, this is where I'm talking about what, what the whole like fucking with tourists thing, okay? I'm convinced this is a thing. I'm convinced this is like a cultural thing that people just do. So there was a cable car that went up the mountain. And at the bottom, you could you go to the bus station where they sell tickets. And we, me and Oliver, a man from, I, I forget where, the UK somewhere, um, we both asked the ticket agent, how do we get to the cable car? And like, you take a bus. Okay. How much is the bus? This is how much the bus is. You pay, you pay me for the bus and there you go. The bus is over there. Great. Thanks. Paid for the ticket. Went to the bus. The bus, I asked the bus driver, Hey, is this the, the bus to the cable car? Yes, it is. Great. We drives all the way up to the top of the mountain to another city center. We about to get off the bus, ask the bus driver again, where is the cable car? He points. It's over there. Great. Thank you so much. Oliver and I go over, we walk to the cable car where there's someone waiting there to tell us, oh, we're sorry, the cable car does not run during the winter times. Now, do you fucking think on this small island that the ticket office and the bus driver didn't know that? <laughs> so there's, there was um, uh, Bristol Zoo in the UK. We used to go there all the time. And when he went there, there was a little hut on the on the entrance on the way in so we go we go there and then what would happen is you would kind of there'd be a guy sat in this hut little old man and you'd pay him like i don't know maybe like one pound fifty or two pounds it wasn't a lot of money right it was a couple of couple of quid to go in there and to park turns out yeah. that he'd been there for 25 years he was nothing to do with the zoo 
The zoo assumed that he was something to do with that, the, the government. <laughs> the government assumed he was something to do with the zoo. He had nothing to do with any of them. He just turned up one day with a hut and started charging people to park there and got away with it for 25 years. I've heard of this story before, and I love it so much. <laughs> I remember paying him. I remember getting a ticket off him and putting him in the car. None of this was official. He just had the balls to go, well, no one questions a hut and a high-vis jacket. That's so fucking funny. So I love there was a, love that story. Uh, so anyway, top of, oh, sorry, are we going to? Yeah, well, I just, I, I, I like, I'm having fun in this conversation, but we did have a purpose. Okay, fine. Well, you wanted to know about it. Tell me about the top of the thing that you said we're about to talk about the top. Oh, of. just a Capri, Capri. If you want to walk down Capri Island from the top city, city, like there's two, there's a bunch of different centers and the, the top of the mountain, there's a center with lots of stuff to buy, of course. And if you want to walk down, you can, according to Google and you know, took one path and, oh no, it's, it's locked off. It's locked like the chain, like there's a, a locked gate. This was a public path, but it's now locked with a padlock. Oh, don't worry. There's a second one. You go over to the second one, also locked with a chain and padlock. These are the ways to walk down the island. Unless you want to walk down the only main road, which has no sidewalks and large trucks coming right up and down the whole thing. So they've blocked off the public access for walking back down the mountain for no discernible reason whatsoever. And the only way to get back down, you guessed it, buy another fucking bus. It's, oh God. Anyway. They saw you coming a mile off. Everybody. Everybody. It's just nonstop yeah. selling. It's constant. It's called the tourism industry. It's called the tourism I hate industry. It. I hate being a part of it's, it. It's a bit more in your face, but in other parts of the world, it's much more vital to the economy. So people are much more like aggressively pushing. They aggressively um, push. If you they, walk by a restaurant, they have people who they hire to stand outside and aggressively get in your face. Like, hey, 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 you, you want food? Are you food and drink? As if, as if I was like new to being a human. And didn't know what to do when I was suddenly feeling the sensation of hunger and thirst. What the fuck do I do? Oh, oh my God. Yes, I am hungry and thirsty. Thank you. Do you have the solution for me, sir? Like fucking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you should be like, tell me about, about this food and this drink. I had a girl. I'm new here. I'm new yeah. here. What is food? Seriously. I was walking last night through some bars and alleyways. And this man like steps in front of me to prevent me from moving further, which I took as a sign of like, oh, is this a private event? Can I not move past you at all? If sorry, no, no, he was just trying to sell me food and drink. He wouldn't let me fucking pass. And then I finally figured it. I'm like, no, I'm leaving. And I left. And this other woman punched me in the fucking arm and then asked me if I wanted a shot. I'm like, no, what are you doing? Ugh. I'm sick of it. I'm I'm honestly really sick of it. And like, it's my fault for being a fucking fucking tourist. <laughs> like, this is they're probably so so sick to death of the tourists that this is their mentality. Like, just fuck with them all. And I can't blame them. If there's oh, this many of us. There, yeah, you're there to be exploited. That's that's why you're, that's why you're there. <sighs> yes, yes, we are. Right. And you know, what? Uh, just all, all the, the the whole settlement. I remember I was on a on a years ago. Me and my wife were on holidays in. Greece. Well, before we were married, we were. St- I think we were like nineteen at the time. We got. A- we went to Greece when we were just sat on the beach. And what happens is people come and sell to you while you someday unreal. On the beach. Yeah, no, I fucking. Um, I remember I bought a watermelon and a pirated copy of Batman Begins. <laughs> it was great. We went to the beach and there was a man. Enough- there was like seven different people stretched on the beach trying to sell you blankets for five euros, and we'd say no, and they just keep repeating the price: five euro, five euro. And we say no, five euro, five euro, five euro. And finally, I cracked. He's trying to get you to haggle with. I- guess but like at finally i just cracked he's not, he's not just saying the number he wants he wants you to start going one year and you'll go four years i didn't know that that's go, interesting I, he's not stuck on a loop because i was haggling well, fucked with him a little bit he kept saying five euro five euro five euro and i turned to him I'm like five euro and he's like yes i'm like no <laughs> just, 
seven, <laughs> ten euros, ten, twelve. <laughs> anyway, okay, that's sorry. So, this so is your this, fault this, for asking me about my time in Italy. This is I, you were expecting me to so, say some people find, just eating pizza and drinking. Sorry, listeners, if you don't find Jesse's adventure in Italy as entertaining as I do. <laughs> Uh, so, so we. This is a follow-up juicy bits to our last one, PAPR Polyev's porn passport paradox, oh. which, which did did seem to get a lot of attention and a lot of interest about it. And um, the the reason I wanted to talk about this is that we had an email from a listener called Darren. I won't say his last <coughs> name because okay. I asked him if you mind us mentioning him, and he didn't reply. I saw that. So yeah. I'll just do the first name. Okay. Yeah. D D Dog. I like to call D Dog. Yeah. yeah. Um, D-Dog Daddy. D-dog. Um, he said, just a quick note, I think you're missing the main point about the porn passport. The biggest problem with having a porn passport is the creation of a government ID. Not only that, but a government government ID that can conceivably be used anywhere on the internet. It could easily snowball into a requirement to access anything on the internet with the creation of a government tracking ID. It's a short step to a surveillance state. Thanks, Darren. So, I mean, Darren a good made point a good point. Makes. So, yeah, that's a good point. It's a really good point. And so I try I try to find an example of a government that was doing this. Okay. And I know Canada hasn't done this, but this is this is like where this is the conclusion it comes to if a government decides they want to push real government ID and online usage to it. It's extreme, I guess. And China is probably the global leader in this. They have and I hate this name. It's called the Great Firewall, um, or also known as the the Golden Shield Project. And it's essentially them trying to censor and control the internet in China and how people use it. Okay. But I mean, so, like, that's, um, that's to- totally different, though. China's completely different from Canada. They're, they're enclosed. They are, like, as you said, they are a, uh, what did you call them? A authoritarian regime. <laughs> no, you mentioned it before. The fact that they're, um, like, I, I am, everybody's spying on everybody. What's the term for that? There's, Yes, they are. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and and that's it. Is the so what happened was I think in the early two thousand, some professor said he talked about um, they should ban anyone from being anonymous online. That's when it kind of all started, and then uh, by oh God, what was it? They, it was to they claimed it was to protect like intellectual rights and everything. So in two thousand and three, you had to use a government ID and register to use internet cafes. Back when they were still a thing. Interesting. Remember before you had the internet on your phone, you had to go into an internet cafe. I do. And drink a coffee and try not to tip it on a keyboard. Yep. Remember yeah, that? Yeah. Gaming yeah, cafes. In 2004. Well. There we go. Yeah, exactly. Was... In 2004, they also then applied that to emails. This is in China you're talking about? This is in China, yeah. So they applied it to emails. And then it, it also in 2004, websites. If you wanted to kind of like set up a website, you had like there was a real name in government ID systems. So you could know who you couldn't like hide behind a, a network of pseudonyms and companies and stuff. And then um, we were by twenty thirteen. By twenty thirteen, China's Internet Police uh, was two million members strong. Wow, I <clears throat> I don't know if I mentioned this before. I don't think I did. I was at a hostel. Uh, back in Venice, and there was a, um, a guy from China there. I didn't meet him. I, it was this was talked to me by my one of my bunkmates. Um, I, I forget where he was from, and he was talking to him. And the guy was on like a I don't know. Vacationing from China is very difficult, from what I've been told. What are you doing? You're on your phone. 
I'm, I'm looking at more. Some, I'm looking at some more stats. I'm looking at some just, more stats. This is going on TikTok. <laughs> no, no, I'm just looking at some more stats. <laughs> I was updating this. I was sending myself a file. Okay. <laughs> Check your face. I'm listening to you. Okay. So, uh, but there's no YouTube in China. You can't access it at all. And apparently, leaving the country is very, very difficult. And so, what a lot of Chinese people will do is they'll go from one place in China to another place in China. But due to the way that flights are rerouted, sometimes it will temporarily leave China and go for a layover for a few hours at another airport in another country. And they'll have a few hours to go and explore that country before they have to get back on the flight to go back into China. Yes. I only have two hours to watch everything Mr. Beast has ever done. No, not YouTube, but like just to go and explore that country. So this guy, this, this, I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't think he, this guy from China was doing this cause he was staying in a hostel in Venice and that would have been very difficult if he only had a few hours. So for whatever reason he could, he, he left, but like, um, he'd never heard of YouTube. And so the guy not only showed him the wonder that is YouTube, and it is a marvel if you really think about it. Um, he showed him a video about how China's government was restricting um, what people in China saw from the rest of the world, which he didn't know was happening. And so first he was shown YouTube, and then he was shown that video in YouTube, and his eyes just widen, and he's like, oh my God, well, I need, I'm sorry, I need to process this. I need a moment exactly, for myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, China is is like an extreme example but at the same time like they've they've created a pathway or a model of how you can implement they've been doing it for 20 years like how you can implement online control with real ids and i'm not saying that like that's what's going to happen in canada but it is possible is my point um and the point that darren was raising is that first of all there'll be porn then what's next you know um it's it's the whole of, it's uh, like the it's not how do I put this? There's two ways of looking at it, which is, um, do you think it's likely it'll happen versus um, do they have the ability to do it if they want to? It's like giving your giving a three-year-old a butcher knife is the chance that it's going to break into your, your bedroom in the middle of the night and stab you in your sleep high? No, it's very low. Do you think it's a good idea to give the kid a butcher knife in the first place? Probably not. You know, so like it's, yeah, it's, I don't think that Canada will suddenly like go down a very, very, very quick steep slope to China if that happens. But do we want to give them that possibility in the first place? Yeah. And, and also I think like China, China's intention is to um, censor and control, you know, it's obvious that they're trying to censor and control. That might not be the government's intention here but you look at um like i don't know you look you look at all the, the like the patriot act like you know using allowing the cia and everyone to like monitor people's online use covertly for looking for terrorism you know the, those powers were, were given but then you look at how people are looking at instant messages to track women discussing having abortions now that they've made abortion illegal and then using their facebook messages with their own parents and you know sister or friends trying to plan crossing state lines to you know use that against them and take them to court for like looking for an abortion like that you can see how america where that kind of like internet you know those kind of online kind of interactions have been you know used to criminalize people in in a way that most people wouldn't think is fair it doesn't mean it's not possible in canada on those terms either no. you think so you know you, what, 
if, if you ask, if you asked if you if you asked yourself ten years ago, would someone like Polyev ever have a shot at being prime minister? You'd probably say no. Honestly, it shouldn't have passports to enter into a porn site. It should have more captures with the whole like instead of like pick out a bus or pick out a bike, but like pick out Polyev and just have like a bunch of different faces of different prime ministers, and one of them is Polyev. If you're exactly. too, if you're too young, yeah, you're yeah. not going to know who the fuck he is, you know, <laughs> or care. No, exactly, exactly. I, mean, I suppose you have <laughs> exactly. Google, you so, could do that, but like, <laughs> if you're smart, if you're smart enough, to I, I think so, up, I, you're smart enough to Google. Exactly, exactly. But anyway, my 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 point, I guess, is that um, Darren made a good point. There, there there is a potential of a slippery slope, and I think is worth something thinking about and looking at how other governments have done it. Just to. It's an interesting thing to look at, and it, but I also find it weird. I do find it weird that if if Trudeau was doing this, yeah, and they talk about you know all um, him, people call him a authoritarian communist and all that kind of palaver. Then if he was doing it, it would, and they were attacking him for it. That feels like that that's the right way, the position for this to be for like Trudeau trying to bring in IDs and for Polyev to go no freedom. I find it totally reversed. In this of situation, it's kind of weird. It's not weird at all. It's politics, man. This is what they do. It's a giant fucking game, and we still the majority <laughs> of people still don't see that. It's like people who think wrestling is real. Okay, they, like the the majority. This like thankfully, majority of kayfabe. Is it kayfabe? Is that what it's called? I don't know. But like you know, when like people genuinely, genuinely believe that what they watch during a, a WWE event is real not scripted not i think heard. those people are, those people are children or right but well, that's people with that's a, how people with a ba re- honors degree and coloring that's in. how people regard our politicians as if they actually mean what they say as if they actually do have our best interest at heart as if they're not doing this just for the money and the power like they believe this <laughs> they actually believe it <laughs> you know it's all a game man it's none of it none of it matters none of it Okay, it's all it's all just a back. Oh, in conclusion, nothing matters. So it's fine. <laughs> Do you know what? Do you remember remember like being in school and fake IDs were a big thing. You can make a lot of money if you're good at making fake IDs. I've never come across. That. I feel like there'll be a whole new industry with fake IDs. Oh, that's that's smart. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, uh, dear let's, listener, let's get into the illegal fake government fake ID game. If you, uh, dear listener, if you have a, a juicy hot take on this porn passport from Polyev, leave us a speakpipe. Speakpipe.com slash Canadian politics is boring. It's like a voicemail. You don't have to sign up for anything. You don't have to leave an email. You don't have to leave your name. You can do it in five seconds. Super fun. We'll put it on the show. Okay. That's it. That's what I was going to I got another, I got another, I got another suggestion. I'll put Pierre Polyev's email address in the show notes. And if you're going to look at porn, just take a selfie with your genitals in view and email it to him. So he knows. Please tell me you have his actual email address. Is that a thing? There's no way that goes to him. I'm sure there's like a leader at conservativeparty.ca or something. Probably I'll find it. Okay. Sure perfect. If you're going to masturbate, just, just make, just keep him in the loop. Cause he's worried. <laughs> Maybe hold a piece of cardboard that says, I am not a child or something. <laughs> I love this idea, Reese. This is great. This is why you should be running cool. politics. Honestly, you have all the good ideas. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, this is a very long. Maybe business. hold like a, that, that sign in one hand and a can of beer in the other, so he knows you're definitely 18 <laughs> or over. So anyway, right, bye everyone. Bye everybody. Fuck it out. Canadian politics is boring, juicy bits. 
Politics's boring, juicy bits. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, dear listener, do you enjoy listening to us ramble incoherently about Canadian politics and history? Boy, do we have a special fucking treat for you. We've got our first ever official live show at a bar. It's at Two Crows Brewing on uh, Brunswick Street in Halifax on Sunday, May the 26th at 8 p.m. And uh, if you go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, if you look at the banner at the top, it will take you to the tickets so that you can uh, book a ticket and come and spend some quality time. It is going to be a very intimate affair. There are like only about 50 tickets available. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to drink a lot. We're going to quiz. Reese is going to quiz me at the end, but he's also going to quiz the audience and see if they know more than I do. And any alcohol you buy, Reese and I, we promise to drink it no matter how much it is. If you want to hold our hair while we barf in the plants outside of the bar, we'll do that for you. So go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, click the banner at the top, and on Sunday, May the 26th at Two Crows Brewing on Brunswick Street, we will see you there. <laughs> 